Everyone needs to feel in control. We want to have control of our bodies, and we want to have control over our feelings, to feel in control of our decision-making. Just think about all the challenges in your life and what would be helpful for you to deal with them. You're listening to Wellbeing in Sync. I'm B. Harris. I'm a psychologist. These series of podcasts are about helping you with that, building your resilience and giving you the tools to take on the challenges. Hi, here we are. Season two, episode three. And uh, this episode is really going to feel like a continuation of the last couple because their story is all connected. This time we're going to spend a little time talking about getting someone that we care about to act in service of their their own good. Somewhere in your life you must have had that. Somebody you care about deeply. Could be your colleague at work too. Certainly someone in your intimate life. We see them doing things that could bring harm to themselves. And we want to tell them, stop it. Can't you see what you're doing? Um, you're eating too much. You're eating the wrong foods. Why aren't you exercising? Can't you see you're spending too much money? Why do you spend time with those people? They're just bringing you into situations that aren't good for you. Why aren't you taking care of yourself? Why do you let yourself be abused? Why don't you listen to me? Oh, come on, guys. Somewhere you must have hurt yourself in one of those. And maybe you can be doing it in a serious voice because you're working with someone and you're saying it not so emotionally. It'll be a little bit more intellectual and say, Hi, guys, why are you presenting the story that way? You know you're not going to be able to make the deal. Or, guys, you're not listening to me. If you want uh, your leaders to pay attention to you, you're going to have to position it differently. That's why uh, you get uh, turned down all the time. You notice I said it in a more serious voice. But the reality is there's still a lot of emotion underneath that. And probably when you leave the room, you're probably telling somebody else, darn it, why aren't they listening to me? I warned them that that was a mistake. So here we are with great advice, uh, happy to fix everyone else's life make life better, and why aren't they paying attention? I'm doing something that would make a difference for them. It is kind of interesting, though. Why is it that people don't listen when you want to help them fix their lives? Now, this is really connected to the last couple episodes. You're trying to Tell somebody what to do, aren't you? It doesn't mean you're out to be controlling. There's something bad-willed about you. Your feelings are uh, have good intention, don't they? But maybe what it is is that people don't like to be controlled. Maybe they don't even like you to tell them what to do. Maybe there's something about our humanity that likes to feel that you're making your own choices. Actually, you know, I put it in sort of a question, but the truth is, that's a fact. That's fundamentally a lot of who we are. Feeling that 
I am the one who's made the choice and I am the one who's taking the action for my life. That's pretty important in terms of our idea of ourself, our self-esteem. Think about it. Actually, um, even if you haven't raised children and been around them, we've all been one, certainly. We know the story about it, that when we're raising children, basically is you want them to gain control of their bodies, right? And then they want control over their decision-making. They control their their actions and their choices, and they don't want you to tell them what to do. That's pretty natural. doesn't mean you have a difficult child. You're really in touch with actually probably a very verbal one. When I was growing up, that was not something I would say. I'm up there. You know how old I am. I wasn't brought up to tell uh, that I could do what I wanted or I want to make my own choices. It was very complicated. But that's not the era we're in. We encourage it. We want people to feel in control and to take charge of their life. That's an important value. It's how you do it is really what differentiates us. But that's who we are. Once we know that, getting people to do things that serve their interest means a different way of approaching than telling them what to do. Now we're back at what we were talking about before. How do I get someone to listen to me when I have something valuable to share with them? And maybe the way to start is to start with them. We're talking about seeing them do things that might be hurting them in our eyes. Why don't we ask them what they are doing? What they mean to do when they're doing those things? Is there some goal that they have? Why don't we approach them by real interest in what it is that they are trying to achieve or what feelings they're trying to manage or how it makes them feel? So we approach them without criticizing them or without trying to fix them, but trying to understand and hear that they have a story to tell us about choices they're making and what they're trying to do in the world for themselves. Maybe they're not doing it in the best possible way, but once you hear what they're trying to do or how much they love a certain kind of taste or a certain kind of flavor, or they find it makes them feel better when they're anxious, then maybe you can talk about what they're anxious about. And maybe there's another way to fix being anxious. So maybe they might try that rather than eating cake. I love chocolate. <laughs> I guess I gave my my particular theory away. Maybe somebody gets tired. I'd happen to, this is something that I do if I get really tired in the afternoon and I haven't eaten properly during the day, I go for chocolate. I don't happen to gain weight. It's just not a good thing for me because it makes me then extremely tired after. So maybe what I have to learn if somebody had a discussion with me is be just ask me, why do you eat chocolate? I'll say because I'm tired and it gives me a burst. And then if I talk about how I ate during the day, maybe I'll come up with an idea, a different idea of, gee, maybe I have to think of eating lunch in a different way. Or um, I guess I'm sharing out loud 
what any human would do if we keep asking them why or show an interest or a curiosity and an understanding of why they do something. I'm giving you lessons on how to be a shrink, by the way. It's really just going further with somebody by asking about them whys, but not why so you sound uh, like you're drilling somebody uh, over the head, but because you really want to understand why. And also because it's interesting. The truth is we're all extraordinarily interesting. Humans are. And if you keep wanting to know why or go deeper or to go into the richness of who a person is and how they make a decision, you'll find it pretty fascinating. And actually, then you're starting to have a dialogue with someone. You're no longer ordering them or fixing them. Through understanding, which is a doorway, you're going into the complexity of that other person. And also, they're going into it with you. And then in that, they may have ideas for what it is that requires fixing. If that's something they want to do. You know what's great about that? You'll end up feeling very different feelings than feeling frustrated. So that by itself is giving to yourself too. So maybe the way we can get somebody to listen to us is first listen to them and approach them with understanding. That's a pretty big gift. Okay, guys, see you next time.